Hi, and welcome to the Mouse and More podcast. I'm Chris, and tonight I'm joined by Adam, Liza, and Crystal. Hi, guys. Hey. Hey. How's everyone tonight? Pretty good. Awesome. Getting ready for the holidays? Ugh, not really. I mean, I need to be. Do you know what the worst thing is? It's that Thanksgiving was so late, so then you're like already a week behind. Mm. So I don't know about you guys, but I feel like I haven't done anything. Yeah. Totally. No, I, I need to start. Like, I'm kind of stressed about it. I was looking today yeah. and I was like, oh my gosh, I have to start doing stuff. We were, we were talking today. I was wrapping gifts and uh, we were stressing out together. Okay. Well, speaking of doing stuff, we asked today for some questions and we got some really good ones. We love question and answer shows. So I'm going to go ahead and start with the one that I think we all have a lot of experience with. It's a two-part question. Jennifer asked, and it's Jennifer Lopez, which (gasps) I always see her name and I get excited. I always want to ask, you know, hey, how's everything going? Isn't she dating a baseball player now? Her and A-Rod are like really made for each other. I really think they're coordinating outfits. And you know, that's really what it's all about. It is what it's all about. All right. So Jennifer asks, what resorts are your favorite to visit? It's a two-parter. So we'll do with this one. Okay. So just to visit, what are your favorite resorts? I'm going to throw it over to Crystal to visit. Not necessarily stay there. Hmm. Okay. I think to visit... uh, Obviously, the Grand Floridian takes your breath away. Right. Love visiting the Grand Floridian, especially at Christmas time. The smell of gingerbread wafting through the lobby with the gingerbread house. Um, that's, I would say, my number one. And if I had to choose a second, it would be Wilderness Lodge. Okay. Yes. I love the Wilderness Lodge. I love the theming. I love its proximity to the Magic Kingdom and... I just like it as a as an experience overall. Okay. How about you, Adam? Well, she took the good ones. So I'm going to go <laughs> with <laughs> I'm going to go with uh, Polynesian because to visit you've got Tambu Lounge, which is really it's it's I like Tambu Lounge. It's nice. I love sitting on those big uh, wicker back chairs that they've got upstairs. And even downstairs is nice couches. There's no more waterfall, but that's okay. And uh, and Polynesian has great restaurants to eat at when you're visiting. Okay. That's what I'm going with. All right, Liza. Okay, so I am going to be visiting this resort because I usually stay in a value. And I'm going over to Animal Kingdom Lodge because mm. they have Sanaa. It is a really, really cool resort. And the lobby is spectacular. When you first walk in and you look up, it's really cool. And I do like the fact that you can see the animals out of the window in the back. And they have a ton of resort activities that you can even participate in for free, even if you're not staying there. Okay. I, I That's a really good choice. I like that too. I think generally when you talk about visiting a resort, you think about going to one of the deluxe resorts because they're so well-themed and everything. But I don't think you can overlook Coronado with that mm. fantastic tower and the lounge at the top of the tower. Um, that's fantastic. The restaurant's pretty good. Um, so that's, I don't know if that's a destination or not for people, but it's definitely a fun thing to check out. It's very impressive in there. They did a really good job. It's really nice. Yeah, they did an excellent job. Um, okay, let's go to the next one. Jeremy, friend of the show 
ask, I'm going to throw this over to Adam since you guys are friends. What is the most underutilized Disney IP in the parks? Oh, and he can't say Muppets. No, can't say Muppets. Sorry, Adam. Muppets. Um, I'm going to say Muppets anyway. Most <laughs> underutilized uh, IP in the park is... Oof, um, it's a good question. I would say... This is going to sound kind of weird. But I would say some of the lesser princesses. In Mulan. Really? Yeah, Mulan, Tiana... Um, I shouldn't say lesser, but the ones that aren't like the big four, whatever, whatever you want to call them, right? So Tiana, like Merida, Merida. I never liked her, but whatever. I can't understand. Do you not like her because she's sassy? No, I just can't understand her. She, her accent is very strong. (gasps) Hmm. Yeah. Um. He doesn't like redheads. But um, (laughs) yeah, Adam. I would say those that like Tiana, for example. I know we're getting a Tiana restaurant at reflections but i feel like tiana could have been you know wedged into one of the port Orleans, um uh, resorts or in Mulan. i mean they have a meet and greet in china but they could have done like a dark ride or something i just feel like some of those other like even even um rapunzel has a bathroom i mean that's cool but it's a could have done- bathroom yeah, they could have done a little bit more. Yeah, it's a bathroom. I mean, come on. Although she does have that really nice character meal. Yeah, you're talking um, Bon Voyage breakfast at yeah. Boardwalk. Super yeah. cute. Yeah. I would love it to do very... that. Oh, you haven't done it? It's I'm adorable. I've done it. Yeah, yeah, it's really nice. It's a pretty small venue, right. relatively speaking. And there's four of them. That's a lot of characters going around a restaurant that small. Okay. Yeah, and Flynn Rider is always engaging. That's part of the character. Um, Rapunzel, super lively. You've got, you know, Ariel and Prince Eric. I mean, it's really good. And the food is interesting, too. It's not your typical character meal breakfast, although you can get that. Okay, anybody else have any ideas about underused IPs in the park? Well, I was going to say Moana, but she's getting a water walkthrough. But I still think that she deserves more than just a water walkthrough. Okay. I'm still upset. I was listening to that soundtrack today, and I'm like thinking, no, we need more. Unless it's something crazy that I don't realize until I get there. What about you, Crystal? Anything? You know, I'm just, the first thing that came to my mind was really Indiana Jones. I just feel like they could do so much with that. That's they a good be, point. They could be like such a great attraction. And you, the other one that comes to mind is Monsters, Inc. Yeah. Really, yeah. Yeah. I'm still not sure why they haven't done some kind of coaster with the doors or something like that. Now, you've been to Disneyland, but have you been to Disneyland since they put the Monsters Incorporated ride into that uh, California adventure? No. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's Monsters adorable. Inc. It's cute. They have a ride over there. Yeah. It's it's really adorable, and your kids would love it. The I best mean, part it's cute. about that ride is Roz. You know, they I, have the the laugh floor here, but and it's cute, but I just feel like they could really, really do something with yeah. that. Yeah. Everybody loves those movies. Those movies are adorable. So I, I think a few years ago, I would have said there wasn't enough Toy Story in the parks. I think right now it's just about perfect. It is one of my favorite Disney movies. I absolutely loved it. And I'm really happy they're getting um, a restaurant in that in Toy Story land called the Roundup Rodeo Barbecue. It better be good. Okay. The second part of Jennifer's question, which we kind of skipped over, was what are your favorite lounges? I'm going to go ahead and go and say I love 
Enchanted Rose Lounge over the Grand Floridian and the Nomad Lounge over at Animal Kingdom. Those are Love fantastic. Nomad. Love Nomad. It's one of my Fantastic food. Do you know the only drawback of that lounge is that the park closes at like 9 o'clock and then you can't kind of finish off the night there? Mm. Any other favorite lounges? I got one. Okay. Tune in lounge at 50s. Oh, oh that's the cutest place. Because it's the cutest place and it's like it's your brother's or your grandmother's house with the Did old TV. Did you used to go to your grandma's house and drink? Um, I was too young, but uh, <laughs> but uh, that's what it, it reminds me of. I love that, and and you can get the world famous peanut butter and jelly milkshake there if you so desire. You know what I'm gonna say? What the Brown Derby Lounge? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that. They have those. That's a good sliders. one. Yeah, because you you can get in really easily when it opens. Uh-huh. You can just sneak right in there, like we've done many times, and get yeah. a table. And yeah. you can get in there, and you can get your grapefruit cake and your little salad, and you can get a cocktail. It's nice. People watch, but then you have to listen to the Star Wars stuff every five seconds. That is true. You do have to listen to that, but it's it's only like what hourly? No, so it's every like twenty minutes. Okay, that's that is a lot. I. I, I like going there. If the weather's nice, it's a great if, place to kind of hang out. So Yeah, that's true. It is expensive. Because I, I took the kids there. It was me and the twins. And we went there like, I don't know. It was probably like a couple months ago. It was very dark. And all we had were, no, it was me and Sophie and I think someone else. But we spent so much money just having like sliders and a drink. and well, But it was kind of worth it. I know. I know. And usually I don't complain. But I was like, gosh, this is a lot. Can I can I do an honorary mention yeah. for Disneyland Lamplight Lounge? Probably uh, my favorite of all of them. It is fantastic. If you don't know, it's located in, in California Adventure, mm-hmm. and it's in the Pixar Pier area. It's where they used to have the Little Mermaid character meal, which was not great. Oh. Um, yeah, they've made really good use of that space. There's two stories. There's a big outdoor area with a little fire pit that goes along one of the tables. And um, the food there is spectacular. They have the best burger you will ever get in a park anywhere. Um, also, it's just a fantastic burger no matter where. They have tons of really fun things like lobster nachos and deviled eggs and just all kinds of fun dishes and drinks. And, of course, it's all Pixar-themed. So that's really fun. Nice. I would put that place as probably it was it's definitely one of my top 10 Disney places to eat in any park I've been in, cruise line whatever. It is right up there. So, Lamplight Lounge, check it out if you go to Disneyland. Can I throw yeah. one in? Can I throw one? Yeah. In? Territory Lounge. I don't think enough people visit Territory Lounge over at Wilderness Lodge. Yeah. Um if you've ever been in there, the just the decor is beautiful, and they have this giant Lewis and Clark expedition map. Okay. Like, completely covering the ceiling. And the drinks in there are really, really great. And it's really just a ferry ride away from Magic Kingdom. So it's yeah. a great place to, you know, escape. That's the kind of, like, Wilderness Lodge is the kind of um, resort that I like to go and sit at. And I think that I didn't mention that at, at with Jennifer's other question but um, just sitting there in that resort anyway is nice. You know, they've got all kinds of fireplaces. I, little aside here, 
after we got off our cruise, I was really, really sick. And my husband had the twins over at Universal, but our older kid didn't want to go to Universal. So I took him over to Disney and I had nowhere to go. I was so sick. I didn't, there was nothing I could do, but just sit somewhere. So I actually went and sat in Wilderness Lodge and answered some email and just enjoyed the fireplace. And I thought, God, this is the best resort. It really is. It's so Especially cozy. this time of year. It's so cozy yeah. and quaint in there. Well, I love it. Yeah. I mean, we've recorded, like um, Liza and I have recorded over there before. And so have Adam and I, you know, when we've been in the parks, it's, it's nice and quiet. So, but that is a nice lounge too. You two, two more honorable missions. Wow. It's yeah. all the lounges guys. <laughs> We love the we lounges. We love the lounges. The, do, do you know what's weird? Five years ago, there were like just a handful of them on property and they were kind of afterthoughts. Like you had the one over at Yacht Club that was just kind of like it could have been anywhere. It wasn't really themed. Mm-hmm. It had good food. It had drinks, but it wasn't special. Um, and now you go and there's all these themed lounges and there's little cozy nooks. This is a great trend. So go ahead, Adam. Sorry. That's Okay. Carthay Circle Lounge in, in California Adventure yeah, is nice. great. Mm-hmm. And if you're looking for the Carthay experience but don't want to pay a lot of money, that's a great place to go. Good one. And everybody knows Lamplight Lounge is also a restaurant. So yeah. it's not like just for adults. It's for everybody. Just Oh, yeah. I mean, understands. it's, you know, there are kids there the whole time. I mean, yeah, absolutely. It's, um, it's, you know, for anyone, but any Disney lounge has kids, you know, we, we were at Enchanted Rose Lounge, you know, a few weeks ago, there were kids there eating and they were fine because they weren't bouncing off the walls. They were just eating their food and doing their thing. So it's awesome. You'll see kids in Trader Sam's before seven. Oh so. yeah. I forgot about Trader Sam's. Trader yeah. Sam's. See, is, that a, really... is that a lounge though? Would you consider that a lounge or would you consider that like a themed bar, restaurants. You no, know, there's really not a ton of food there at the one in World. Now, in Land, they have they have more food options. But, but I mean, a lot of them are just like the small plates with a drink. I mean, and that's kind of considered a lounge. You know, you just have a little yeah. some appetizers or some little yeah. things, and then it's, it, that's basically what it is. I'm just going to go on record and say that the one at Walt Disney World kind of leaves me cold. There are much better lounges at Walt Disney World than Trader Sam's. Now in Disneyland, I love it, but you know. Well, yeah, but that's because it's a copy, and they shouldn't have copied it. We had that discussion, but I feel like yeah. they, they shouldn't have copied it. They should have found a yeah. new thing. Yep, could have made agree. a Moana theme lounge. How about that? But, um, on the other hand, people who aren't going to get out to Disneyland, and I, I think you, Liza, you and Crystal know how hard it is to take a Walt Disney World client and get them into Disneyland because you know we'll tell people all the time we'll say oh my gosh Disneyland's so easy you know blah 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 so if if you're never going to go to Disneyland I think you like Trader Sam's at World but if as soon as you go to Disneyland you're ruined for life yeah for a lot of things yeah that's just know that we we have a serious Disneyland bias going here lately Uh, I do well comparing it to Magic Kingdom area yeah I do because I like Disneyland so much better than Magic Kingdom, but that's just me. Okay. All right. We got, we digressed a teeny bit. Okay. I like Brian's question. Brian's question is kind of interesting. It said, and it's a two part as well. If each of you were to close one of the four parks, which one would it be? Okay. That's insane. That's so hard. Go ahead, Adam. Which one would you close? 
um, going to say Animal Kingdom, let's be honest. What? No, uh, no, I would close Magic Kingdom because we what? have Disneyland. Oh, that's a really valid point. Okay, oh. Crystal. Oh, my goodness. That is... Oh, my God. Okay, so... Um... If I... Uh, Adam... She can't do it. I, I, this is too hard. This is too difficult. I, you say Epcot. I swear I'm going to come over to the, you in Brooklyn. No. Epcot's He's close to you. Name. That is true. I, I, I wouldn't be scared, and though. And now, if I, say, if I say Hollywood Studios, it's... Yeah, <laughs> not really. Yeah. I'd be okay with that. Muppets, Liza. Come on now. Oh, that's if, I had, if you had to pick one, if you had to pick one, I guess I would pick Hollywood Studios. <gasps> okay. Okay, yeah. that's a sad one for me, but I'm going to allow it. Okay. All right, Liza. You know, this is so crazy, but I'm going to agree with Crystal. Oh. And what I, about all the star- <laughs> Oh, you don't like Star Wars, so. I you um, like the Toy tower. Story Land. I love the- Tower of Terror, and if I could save it, I really would save it. But that part, to me, is still so lost in identity crisis and needs serious couch time. Yeah. That park needs some therapy, and it needs to figure out where it's going in life. Because oh, no. it's I think so it's... disjointed to me. It's like, Ugh. oh, we got a Toy Story here, and then we got a dun 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 every Well, because minutes. it's all about movies. If you look at it, it's all about movies. So it makes perfect sense. Uh, I mean, yeah. if you look at Universal Studios, it's all about movies yeah, but... on one park and stories on the other, books on the other. I mean, you know, they've they've kept with the theme, and I think Hollywood Studios has done the same thing. Mm, I mean, well, sorry, I just, if it had to be between Animal Kingdom and Hollywood Studios, Animal Kingdom is seriously close to perfection with the detail and the theming. Oh, yeah. You really feel like, yeah, like you, and to, to ruin that or to rid Walt Disney World of that would really, I don't know, I think it would harm it. That is a Joe Rohde perfection right there that is imagineering at his finest his earring was super dangly that day when he thought of that park i love (laughs) that park i'm just gonna say joe roadie so sorry i would get rid of animal kingdom (gasps) and and i'll tell you why because Mm -hmm. the one thing i mean it is it's stunning right i mean i love lots of things about it but of the three park of the four parks, see, I've already gotten rid of it. Of the ah! four parks, I I think I go there the least. I think there are the fewest things to do, except, and this is where Brian has saved us, because he says if you could take one attraction from the park you're closing and put it in the remaining three parks, which would you move? Oh, so and I where would you put save it? tower? You can. Mm-hmm. So okay. well, I would idea. take I would take the second best ride in Walt Disney World, because as I understand it, Rise of the Resistance is better. I don't know personally yet. But I would take Flight of Passage, which is spectacular, and I would move it over to Hollywood Studios. That's what I would do. Okay. Poof, it's gone otherwise. I'm sorry, Joe Rohde. I could never get rid of Animal Kingdom, so there's just no way that I'm would shocked. ever happen. I could never do it. It was my second favorite but- park. Yeah, I get it's it. It's Epcot, okay. Animal Kingdom, and then, um, you know. How are you going to get rid of Magic Kingdom with that gorgeous castle? I'm not getting rid of Magic Kingdom. I said They have it in Tokyo. Oh, well, I can't go to Tokyo. Yeah. It's really far, and it costs a lot of money. 
way it made sense. I'll I'll give you that, Adam. It does make sense, but you can't take it away. Okay, the, Adam. The right, the right I'm moving is uh, Seven Dwarfs Mine Train because they don't have that anywhere. Where are you putting it? Um, in Disneyland. <laughs> Because they do have Mickey's Magic in Disneyland, and, like, they've got a lot of other stuff there, too. So, I mean, yep, there you go. I'm with Adam. All right, Liza, you're moving Tower. Crystal, what are you moving? I, from Hollywood Studios, I want to move Sunset Boulevard. (laughs) Yeah, I love Sunset Boulevard, too. I really have no place to put it, though. You could put it in California Adventure. Basically, you know, it really does fit in there really well. Yeah. God, I, I love going in there and listening to that m- music from the 30s and 40s. It's so fun. I just it is. It's so fun, and the buildings are just so beautiful. The Art Deco buildings are just so beautiful. I, I don't know. Yeah. It is. All right. Okay. All right. Let's move on to something a little less pie in the sky. Okay, Melissa asks, if you could only go on one more Disney trip for the rest of your life, what would you make sure to do? Oh, this is terrible. What? You know. What would I make sure to do? All right, I'm going to solve this problem. I'm going to Disney World, and I'm buying a house at Golden <laughs> Oak, and that that way I'm there all the time. And I get a free ride over there on a shuttle <gasps> with all the other people. All the other high points you're on the shuttle Yes. With. I don't know where I'm getting two and a half million dollars, but you know, that's Plus my property answer. taxes at like, Oh, they would be high. Grand, wouldn't they? 50 grand a year. Wow. Sure. Chris, you okay. can do it. You can do it. I'm moving in. I have to reap the benefits <laughs> of the cheesecakes and all the other baked goods. Yeah. That's that true. Fabulous kitchen. I wonder what their HOA fee is. Do you know it. what? I actually I looked imagine. at the inside of those, like the pictures. I'm not impressed by those kitchens. What? Really? No, not at all. Those are not the kitchens of someone who likes to cook. They're the kitchens of someone who likes to stand in the kitchen and look good. Ooh. It's they're they're attractive kitchens. They're not practical. Crystal, you like to cook. You you wouldn't like those kitchens. Rent them you out know. on Airbnb if you need to. Yeah, that's true. You could, wow. right? I'm sure there's all. Can you really? Yeah, they got them on Airbnb. For, oh, for that's us, we can stay in one. All right, so here's here's. Oh, wait, do you <laughs> want to do this on the show? I thought there would be serious <laughs> restrictions on this, but I can't. Oh, even I know. Imagine. Each away fee is over five hundred a month. <gasps> we could get Franklin too. We could all go in there. <laughs> this one lost a lot of money. That stinks. Oh my gosh, Adam. Are you serious? <laughs> I do not yep, see. Yep, property tax is 49706 Golden really Oak good at that. covenants and restrictions forbid short-term rentals of property. Maybe it's long-term rental. It's illegal. No, you can't do it. Well, they're doing it, apparently. They're losing value. That's not mm. good. Um, <laughs> okay, so we've already established that I'm going to be living in Golden Oak Crystal, what are you going to do? Oh, my goodness. Eat at Club 33. Is that what it's called? Sorry, cut this yeah, out. it is. Club 33, yeah. You I'd go like to Club to 33? I would definitely go to Club 33. See, I think you could make that happen. You just have to meet some people who are owners and then kind of, We have know. to go to Golden Oak. <laughs> and then we'll no, meet them. No, you're not invited. I'm sorry. What? That's why we have eight people at Golden Oak. Me I'm and my not invited when you, you move in. 
I'm the no, life I'm sorry. of the party. Maybe once in a while, but you know, I'm going to have new friends. Oh no, no, <laughs> you will not have new friends in Golden Oak. It'll be me, yeah. and then Franklin. you know they won't like me. They'll be like, "Oh my gosh, she's such a weirdo." Uh, don't, don't talk to her. No, we'll all be there. Jason, <laughs> me, Franklin will be waiting at the gate. Where's she at? Yeah. She's going to let us in. She said she was giving us the code. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Adam, what are you doing? Um. Well, you guys took a lot of the good stuff. So I am. Oh, I know you what I'm doing. You can take the same stuff. No, no, know. I know what I'm doing. I know what I'm doing. I am okay. staying. I am doing VIP tours at the same time staying in the castle for as long as possible. Okay. All right. That's what I'm doing. Okay. And Liza, what are you doing? So it can be anything, apparently. Well, I mean, because you know, it's your... Golden Oak and everybody's Yeah, we up. both know that's not going to happen. Well, I mean, I'm hoping it happens, but then I'm going to be waiting at a gate, apparently. Right. Anyway. <laughs> so I'm waiting for my cheesecake. So I, um,. I think I would I like I would like to stay in the castle too. And then I would like to roam the parks at night and then go and explore and do Tom Sawyer's Island and do oh, fun yeah. stuff at night. Mm-hmm. I don't know how I'd get over there. Have you ever heard about those people who've tried to sneak into the parks at night, like in a wetsuit? You know, they're gonna swim. What? Yeah. Yeah. There's a name for them. There's like a urban name. explorers. Something like that, yeah. Seriously? Yeah. And they got caught? Yeah. Well, of course they got caught. But there's alligators well, they, and stuff. I'd be freaking out. Yeah. Well, yeah, that would be the scary part. And snakes. Ooh. Oh, no, thank they, you. They went to, they went to that, that island with the... Tom Sawyer Island. Has, no, the water... No. Um, Oh, Discovery Island. Oh, the the um the old... Uh, it was like a water park. Uh, River Country. Yeah, hotel. Yeah. yeah. It was River Country, yeah. but now it's being renovated to be Reflections. <laughs> reflections. <laughs> it just sounds so like... You should do the commercial for that. You know, I should. And I should make a theme song because there's not enough theme songs. Exactly. Yeah. All right. So I think I think we both are all sort of... We're all going in kind of this fantasy kind of route, you know. I mean, the proper answer probably would be I would go to the Magic Kingdom and I'd stay a week, stay at my favorite resort. But I just don't think you could keep me out, oh, you know. Oh, you know, how cool would that be, though, if you could stay in that Cinderella suite and then, right. and then just explore on your own at night? If they would leave some popcorn in the popcorn thing and, like, some Mickey bars, you could just open the freezer... Oh. Have you ever gone to the park and then stayed like in that hour past closing time? Yes. It's That's the kind best. of fun. It's yeah, the best. It I did it with my kids. Yeah. We basically were the last people out of there. It was great. Yeah. I haven't done that in a long time, but I have enjoyed it. So. I've never done that. That sounds cool. Yeah. Oh, you should do it. We party Yeah. Hard. I mean, they let you stay for like an hour. So as the park empties out and people are finishing up rides and doing some shopping and it's also great because then you don't really have to wait that long for your bus or, you know, whatever. Although you usually, usually stay deluxe. So maybe you're waiting for your monorail or your coach. Yeah. Well, beach club waiting for the beach club bus. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. true. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to go ahead and go to Marlene's question. I'm going to answer this just because I've researched it to no end. Marlene asks, is the Adventures by Disney worth it for Disneyland and Hollywood 
There are some, okay, if you don't know what Adventures by Disney is, and I, I think some listeners might not, Adventures by Disney is sort of group travel that Disney does. It's not especially Disney. You're never going to meet a character. You are not going to be, you know, walking behind a tour guide with a big flag with a Mickey head on it. They keep it pretty low key. The big key with Adventures by Disney is that you do get two tour guides. So that's nice. You'll have maybe a group of up to 40 people. So that's a lot of one-on-one attention. But the big difference is that Disney has, of course, Disney service, which you can't beat. I don't care where you go. You will not beat Disney service. And they also have access. And that's especially apparent in, in places like Italy, you know, where you're getting a lot of behind the scenes in museums and places like in Africa where you're getting to see a lot of things you normally wouldn't get to see. And the other nice thing is that you can take kids on it and kids are going to have separate activities some of the days so that children can, you know, maybe not be bored going, you know, like we just took our kids over the summer to the Louvre. Our 17-year-old, well, he was 16 at the time, thought it was fantastic. But the twins, who are 12, really, really were miserable. I mean, um, I, I never imagined how bored my kids would be in a museum. So I, so, you know, ABD kind of cuts that problem out by providing other activities. The other thing they do is they just make it pretty streamlined. When we were in Paris, we spent a lot of time getting around dealing with transportation issues and things like that. They take care of all that. So it's, it's seamless is what it is. So she's asking about Disneyland. That's the one I want to do. And that's why I've done so much research because you do get behind the scenes. You see some Imagineering headquarters and things like that, that you wouldn't normally see. You're going to see some, you know, artifacts and things from archives that you normally would never see. Um, I think it's worth it. I think if you price it out and then you compare it, and Adam did this, if you compare it to, you know, your park tickets and your stay as far as your hotel goes, it really is a much better deal than you might think. It's still expensive, but I, I think it's one of the best ones they do. And it's a very good entry level adventures by Disney. Adam, do you want to say something? Because I know you've researched it as well. Yeah, I when I when I was looking at it, it was just for me. So as a solo traveler, it was it worked out. Um, but if you're going with a couple, or you know, two people or more, it will be a lot more because you're you're paying a lot of double things at for ABD versus Disneyland, which you would just be paying second for a ticket. Right. Um, so that's for a solo traveler. It was it was about the same when I looked at it. Um, there's a couple, like, there were some things I wasn't really interested in, like the Hollywood tour, um, which, I mean, I can do, it's fine. I just wasn't like, do I really want to spend money on that for my, it was my first Disneyland trip and I didn't really want to do that anyway. So, um, it, but like you said, the access, you can't, you can't put a price tag on that stuff. Right. And they'll, they, you know, without remembering too much, you're going backstage on a lot of things. You're getting front of the line access on prides and at the shows and and the other cool thing is you're going to imagineering you're going to the studios you're going to i believe that one still lets you go to a jim henson Studios. so there's a lot of yeah there's a lot of places you can't the general public can't go to that you're going to be able to go to on that abd which 
if you're if you're listening to the show, you might be interested. Um, if you have a lot of fandom, you probably definitely are interested. So, I would um, I would certainly check it out again. Now you also get like a VIP tour of the parks, right? Yeah, there. I believe it's two days, one in each park. Yeah, I mean that's pretty. Stuff. Yeah, that's pretty phenomenal because, I mean, especially if you haven't done Disneyland before, I've done a VIP tour in Disneyland and a California Adventure, and it was only one day, and we knocked out so much stuff. It was phenomenal. So, um, you know, your meals are included. You get to see things like, you know, the Tam O'Shanter, which is where Walt used to go eat little things like that, that are just really special for a Disney fan. Oh, and, so. and you're paying for the, the best hotels. You're staying at Grand right. Californian and you're staying in Hollywood at like, I think the Lowe's or something like that. Yeah. You know, four or five star hotels. So they're not, you're paying, you're, you're getting your money's worth for sure. It's just a matter of, you know, if you really want to spend that much, but right. I, like I said, if you're, if you're listening to the show, you're probably, are certainly interested in stuff yeah. like where it's researching and figuring that out. Um, it, you know, and it's interesting because, like, one time I tried to add up, like, how many adventures by Disney? Because I will tell you that as a travel agent, you know, ABD is, like, our, it's a unicorn. Um, mm. You know, they're very hard to sell. And if you sell one, it's a big deal. And so I sat down and I tried to think, you know, okay, how many ABDs are there per year? How many people are in each? And um, it's really not that many. It's a very select group of people. And those people, you know, they take pictures the entire time. You get like a, a set of slides that you can use because you're not constantly having to take pictures of your family oh, and everything. That's really cool. It is. In fact, we're going to have Lynn on the show who did two adventures by Disney. She did Costa Rica, which is probably one of the more, um, it's more financially uh, accessible ABDs. And she did one of the ones out West, which was, it had glamping. I would love um, to do that. Yeah. And so she did those and, um, and enjoyed them and she really loved them. I've sent some other clients on other ABDs. I've got one going into Alaska next year. I mean, there's so many of them, but they are expensive. And, and that's the key that, I mean, what you're getting is pretty phenomenal, but it is a, it's a bucket list kind of trip for a lot of people. So, but yeah, we say, Go for it. Um, and we would love to help you with that if you are thinking of going. So, um, and we will have a whole, like I said, we'll have a whole a ABD show we're going to record in January with Lynn and um, and we'll have more information then. So, any, any other thoughts, guys, on this one? Well, if I could do it, I definitely would do it. I think it's worth it. If you got the money, yeah. I would do it. And and the thing is, they they go everywhere. I mean, they go like my daughter. The one thing she wants is to do China with her dad. Oh, um, yeah. She just wants him and her to do it. Now that's a really long trip, and I don't know that I could say take my daughter for eight nine days. I would have a hard time with that. But um, you know, it's I think it's sweet. She would love to do it. It's also incredibly expensive. 
Um, yeah, I bet. Uh, they, they are into river cruising now. They have the Seine, the Rhine, and the Danube. Those are fascinating. I, I can't. Traveling, um, I've lived in that part of Germany and Austria, and I have to say getting around that area is kind of complicated, especially with kids. And I love the idea that you can get on a boat that's you know, been designed for families. It's going to have other families on there and your kids can eat their regular food, but I can wake up and be in Salzburg, you know, and the next day I can be in milk or some other interesting place on the Danube. So very exciting product. Like I said, bucket list. So let's go on to Caitlin and I'm going to give this to Crystal because Crystal has done this. Crystal, what are your best tips and tricks for taking a 16-month-old to Disney for the first time? Ooh, okay, so um, the first time I took my oldest, he was uh, just about 16 months. Whenever I have a client who has young kids, my biggest piece of advice is always do what you can and do not try to do everything. Um, four attractions with everyone smiling and happy is a much better memory for you than if you push and push and push for 10 attractions with a screaming, hungry, grumpy child. Mm -hmm. So go to the park, enjoy as long as you can while everybody's happy, see as much as you can while everyone's happy. And then when things start to go south, when people start to get a little sour, abort mission, turn around, go back to your resort, rest a little bit, recoup, and try again later. I have the first, we, we actually did make that mistake the first time. I wanted Sam to see everything. I wanted him to ride. It's a small world. I wanted him on pirates. I wanted him everywhere. I, I, I wanted to expose him to all these things so that I could bring him back and do it again with him during that vacation so because I knew how much I thought he would enjoy it but too much too fast is just overload so but yeah just take your time take your time and and enjoy even if it's fewer things just make sure you're enjoying them and you're not you know yeah. doing things at the expense of the entire vacation right exactly. and also if you're going rent a stroller don't rent a stroller from disney rent an off-site stroller and they'll be more comfortable that way their strollers are bad we've said that before but still and i think you're right crystal i, I tell my clients this too and just do what you can have a good time let the kids be kids if they want to run around in the hub grass let them toddle around in the hub grass or let them play on you know, a little play area. Now they got that cool little play thing over there in Epcot. They didn't have that when my kids were little. Yeah, that's yeah. nice. Yeah. I, uh, I like that a lot. But you know what? Your kids would still play on it a little Mine bit, Mine would still play on it. But I took twins before they were two years old. My biggest regret was that I did not rent a stroller off-site because I didn't know about it. And, and like midway through the trip, I'm seeing all these people with these strollers and I'm with the hard plastic thing. And then I'm carrying kids to the bus stop. You know, it's not even, yeah. I, I didn't even know you guys. I, that's why, yeah. I, that's why I always tell everybody, I'm like, don't do it. Yep. Just let them play around. Don't fill your suitcase with diapers and formula 
and all your paraphernalia that you need, um, order it and have it delivered to the resort. Yeah, that's smart. Do not, yeah, you know, we um, we learned the hard way, but yeah, you order the diapers, have them have them delivered, order some milk, uh, and they make the non-perishable milk, the organic non-perishable milk, which you can stick in your fridge, like in individual packets, and then just take them in a cooler bag to the parks if you wanted to, um, stuff like that. Uh, yeah, just don't, don't be bringing dishwashing detergent in your in your luggage just yeah there's so many things that you can order and I would also say and obviously this is going to be a little pricey but if you're in a situation where you can afford something like art of animation suites especially if you have other kids you know little ones don't always sleep through the night if you're going with a really young kid you want some space so that the bigger kids can sleep and not be bothered by the little one waking up or vice versa. There's and, and I think we can all speak to this. There's nothing worse than getting into a hotel room and realizing it's 8 o'clock and the baby needs to go to sleep, but you're not tired yet. So mm-hmm. if you can have a little more space so that you can be in one room and there in the other. And frankly, if you're staying at a deluxe, even a lower level deluxe, it's about the same price as um, like an art of animation suite. I would go with art of animation any day over that. And it's more kid friendly. Yeah, so. and I do think that this speaks to Liza's tip of renting the yeah. better quality stroller because, mm-hmm. you know, there will be times when you might want to walk around the boardwalk or you might want to yeah. walk around World Showcase and your child is not interested and is tired, you know, put the put the stroller down and let them start their night's rest right yeah. there and then. Yeah. yeah. So. Oh, I can remember going with the twins. Kevin would, and this is another thing too, is I think you have to be willing to separate you know, one parent takes the older kid where while well, you take the younger one or younger two kids. Um, don't be afraid to to have one parent stay back at the hotel where the other parent goes and enjoys the park and switch off because, you know, you're like Crystal said, you're not going to get as much park time really. Um, but that doesn't mean that everyone has to be sitting in that room while the baby naps. But um, I can remember taking the twins on the Epcot monorail going from magic to Epcot back and forth and just letting them sleep on the monorail and their stroller. It was like, you know, you get, you get really crafty about trying to find places where they can sleep, you know? Um, Yeah. And another thing we were actually, we were just speaking, a couple of the agents were speaking about this recently regarding the stroller. If you have two little ones, some people are fine with just getting a double. Yeah. Us personally, in my family, um, because the kids do like to do different things, we get two singles so, yeah. that, we, so that we can split up, you know, and um, because my kids are six and four, so they're both stroller age for the parks pretty right. much. Yeah. It's interesting because you say that because like there, there were a lot of times I wish I just had had, you know, a single stroller for each twin because like you know, they'd kind of punch each other and stuff. Like one would be sleeping and the other would start poking. You know, Liza can testify to this. Twins will annoy each other. There's just something about how they are. And I just remember thinking, stop touching each other. Stop touching each other. You know, go to sleep. 
but um mine yeah i mean it, disney though oh really no mine i can remember sophie and thomas like just one would doze off and the other one would start just poking the other one but they have that kind of relationship so you know until they're in disney and then they're like they love each other over there but they really? just, oh yeah they love each other they're so nice to one another and they're hugging each other and they're just like they're different kids then i get them in the car to go home and then yeah. that's when you know now <laughs> the true people come out and then they're like she yeah. looked at me she's sitting close to me she breathed on me and then it's a fight i think ultimately what we're saying is keep your expectations low and and realize you're not going to go you know a hundred miles per hour in the park you're going to have to have a different experience and again my my two biggest tips get the most space you can get without going off property because that's going to be harder and um and definitely uh take a double stroller or a stroller so okay i like this one because not everybody knows, but Diana asks, what's the backstory on Mandy and why isn't she part of the podcast? Okay. I met Mandy years ago when I was doing another podcast. She, she showed up and um, we hit it off and Mandy's like family to me. Um, and I know that she's super close to Liza as well. And Mandy was a listener. She wasn't working for Disney at the time. She just showed up at one of our meetups and she and I became great friends. Um, we just don't have her on the show because she works for Disney. She's on the show every now and then. Yeah, every now and then, like if we're in the parks or something and she's around. But we don't we don't ever want to put her in a position where, you know, I, I don't know. We don't know the rules for that, but we're not even going to ask. So, but we love Mandy. Oh, and yeah, Mandy. She's the best. And if you're in the parks and you see Mandy, say hello. Mandy's always in the parks. So um, so that's that's our Mandy story. Okay. Tessa asks, if you're trying to plan a trip but want to do both Disney and Universal, how do you go about that? Guys, can, can I say something that might make Universal mad? I don't know. Can you? I, I can. Okay. We, we sell a lot of Universal, first of all. We enjoy selling Universal. We love it as a product. I am obsessed with Harry Potter, which is embarrassing because I am a grown-up. But one of the things I tend to recommend is that a client go ahead and just do one day over at Universal. I know they don't want to hear that. And you do miss out on some things. You don't get the express pass because you're not staying in one of their deluxe hotels. But I think price-wise, what I tend to find is that if a family is going to do it, a one-day ticket over there can – a park-to-park, -park, of course, you, you need that um, – can pretty much take care of everything they need. On the other hand, if you have a little bit more money, maybe do a couple nights at Universal, get your express pass, get your time in the park, and then do the rest of your trip over at Disney. It's pretty steep doing it that way. Liza, any thoughts on that? I like to tell clients to do Universal first and then head over to Disney after that because Disney has better nighttime shows and I feel like ending your trip in Disney's, I just like ending my trip in Disney. If you can get over there, you're going to Uber it, it's going to cost you about like 18 to 20 bucks depending on the time of year and the time of day. One way. It's always the transportation of how to get over there. People have an issue, but I think... If you're going to do one day, I would 100% recommend, like you said, getting the Unlimited Express Pass. It's worth it. You will not regret it. You will be there. And yeah, you spend extra money, but 
you'll enjoy spending that extra money because you're going to get the most bang for your buck out of that express pass. If Disney only, ever did that, oh my gosh. The only problem with with actually buying the express pass is that, you know, if you've got like a family of four and you're talking about the average price of an express pass, about $100 per person on top of the tickets, you might as well go ahead and stay the night at one of their deluxe resorts. It's totally worth it. So that way, so say you do one night at a deluxe resort at like $500 a night, and that's on the higher end with no discount you would get two days of an express pass, right? For free because it comes with that resort. And then you just have to buy your tickets. You so then you're your talking about, yeah. So the only time I would say don't, the only time I would say just do your one day over at Disney World is if it's logistically difficult for you to actually do a split stay, part at Universal, part at Disney. And two, if it's at a slower time of the year, and you don't need an express pass. Like, for example, in September, we went down there and I, Kevin and Thomas were going. I, I actually went into the park with them, but I knew I wasn't going to go on all the rides they went on. So I just bought them the express pass. And um, I thought, oh, you know, I felt kind of like a hero. I'm like, yeah, Kevin, I just got you an express pass. You know, yay, I did that for you. And at the end of the day, he actually said to me, you know, because he came back to Disney after that with Thomas and he said, yeah, we didn't need the express pass. We just walked on everything without it. And I was like, oh, you know, 80 bucks a person, you know. Well, that, 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 yeah, but you never know. I mean, it, it's, you never know, but uh, I think September it's going to happen that way probably. Yeah. So. It's, it's low attendance in September for sure. It's, yeah. It's like it depends on where you go. It really but does. You don't want to. Yeah. I mean, like. Also, they they had it the day after Thanksgiving because we we stayed at one of their resorts um, one night, so they had it for two days. And of course, that day it was well worth it. But I mean, it's it's a tough decision. You really have to look at the numbers and look at what you are, think the attendance levels are going to be. But a lot of my clients will generally just do the one day over there and then go back to Disney. Yeah, if so. it prices even, then yeah, it's worth it. I mean, it's yeah. worth it just to be over there and then get the extra day. If you're yeah. going to get the two day tickets, I mean, yeah. Right. If you're going to, and it's not that. And here's the other thing, and this is crazy: a two day park to park ticket over at Universal is not much more or not much less than an actual annual pass. Yeah, so that's then, true. Yeah, so because we, my whole family, we have annual passes at Universal because of that. You know, it's it's extremely affordable. So then you're kind of looking at, well, gosh, you know, I mean, I could come back in less than a year. You know. Mm-hmm. No, oh, yeah, that their annual passes are so reasonable. I love it. I'm like, well, and they discount great. everything. So your AP gives you a discount on food merchandise rooms you've got free parking over there i mean for most of the annual passes so it's it's not as easy it's not as straightforward as saying one thing or the other do a split stay or just do you know one day thing um crystal what do you do because i know you send people over to universal yeah usually uh I would just send them for the day unless, but if they did want multiple days, I really try to push them to do a split stay between Disney and Universal. Honestly, it is worth it. The Express yeah. Pass when you're staying there is worth it. Um, 
Universal, the hotels, the re- their resorts are really great. Oh, their the resorts. resorts are beautiful. Their resorts yeah. are fabulous. I love their resorts. I love the theming. They're so comfortable. Their beds are really nice. I, yeah, I we just stayed at Royal. When we stayed at Royal Pacific, it was really nice. I mean, it, we we stayed in a suite. Unfortunately, there was only one bathroom, and with three kids, that's just not great. Mm. But um, we we had a really nice time, and I did feel like, wow, this is the nicest bed. We had a view of the park, and it was it great. was nice. And good I food mean, at the resorts too. Yeah, they have good food at the resorts. I, you know, Universal has really stepped up their game in the last, like, five years. Harry Potter has changed everything over there. And you can get the entire experience with one night there in two days. I mean, obviously, you could stay longer. But I think if you're really looking to do that, especially if you have, like, you know, older kids, I, I think that's nice. I will, I will say, though... One of the issues I tend to run into with clients is they'll have a couple older kids in their group and then they'll have that little one who's like four. And you're actually dealing with that right now, Liza. Mm -hmm. And it's tough because there's not as much for really young kids to do over there. And so maybe in those cases, you just have them do like a one day. So yeah, I'm, they're doing a two day. They do. Are they have, doing a two day? Are they staying at Universal? Or no, are they staying the whole? They're staying oh, they're off, off property. property. Yeah, oh, that's they, right. But they um they have themed rooms that you can stay in. You don't have to wait outside. A lot of the attractions have little waiting areas specifically for yeah. a child swap. So that's really cool, you know. And um they have little TVs in there or something for the kids to look at. They don't. They're not like Disney where you just kind of wait outside and then you go all the way out and then you come back. You don't have to do that at Universal. It's a little different. So I like how they set that up. Um, But I do wish they had more for younger children. But the whole game is going to change when the new park opens. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. And don't forget about Volcano Bay. So if yeah. they did if they did do two days, if they did want to do two days there, they could do a, a one day park to park, you know, and then do Volcano Bay the next day if they wanted to. You know, it's some that that's yeah. something to really take advantage of too. So it's stunning. It really is beautiful. Yeah. So. And that has a great kid area for water yeah. water park. It's a good yeah. area for kids. Yeah, I think that that could definitely be a family day that everyone could, with children of, you know, many different ages. And then, you know, the the park to park for the other day, I think that could work. I think, I definitely think that could work, I have to say, you know. I, I do have to say I agree with Liza. If I'm doing a split stay, I prefer to finish at Disney. And that's because Disney is, um, and this sounds corny, but it's kind of my home, and you know, I need to have that time at Disney World. I want to finish my trip there where I'm really comfortable, where everything's really relaxing. And um, that's just kind of how I work. So I think Tony said that once we were talking about Universal. And just to answer your, um, we had another question. I think it was Diana who asked about a Universal show. We need to do that. You're right. So we'll try to get a Universal show together in the new year when things are not as crazy. Um, Speaking of water parks, and I'm going to just throw this out to Liza because I know Liza enjoys them. Jennifer asks, water parks, yes or no? In the summertime, yes. If you get the park hopper and more option, 
it saves you money. If you think for a second you're going to go to that water park, you better add that to your ticket option because paying full price at the gate when you get to the water park, I mean, you're just losing money because you could just add that to your ticket and it's so much cheaper and i love their water parks i love typhoon laguna blizzard beach and yeah i, I we went the last time with my family trip so um if, if i go again this summer with the girls yeah i would like to go okay next question inez asked wild africa track or savor the savannah what do you think adam two adults one is right. not comfortable with heights well um, yes, I read that. So, uh, Savor the Savannah is a nighttime type safari. It's $169, tax not included. You have a guide that's going to, you know, go through the, safari, the uh, Savannah with you. So, it's kind of like a, a paid nighttime safari with dinner, I guess, or, or a meal. Savor the Savannah. It's got uh, African-inspired cuisine with beer, wine. So that's good. It's going to come with alcoholic beverages if you're looking for that commemorative, you know, keepsake thing to take home. The Wild Africa Trek, the price ranges 189 to 249 So it's a little more expensive. But Wild Africa Trek is done during the day. You do have your special safari vehicle that you're going on. And, yes, you do cross bridges. Um, listen, if you're afraid of heights, I can understand that. But it, number one is Disney safety first. I'm telling you safety first. Number two, the bridges that you're on are fully covered in metal, like mesh. So yes, you are walking off a rickety looking wooden bridge, but spoiler alert, it's not. And you're, if you fall through, you're going to be caught by a net and you all also are tethered to a, um, a harness tethered to a, a cable above you. So in the unlikely event that you slip and fall, you're not falling, you're not going anywhere. Um, the heights really aren't that tall. I guess, you know, you are crossing crocodile enclosures. And um, so, yeah, I guess yeah, that might be a little, you know, you might be a little fearful of that, but you're strapped in. You're not going anywhere. I, I've done Wild Africa. I haven't done Savor the Savannah, but I got to be honest. I would do Wild Africa again because these, the guys, I'm sure, are the same. But you learn so much about these animals. They go whenever you're riding Kilimanjaro Safari. You might see the tour guides in the woods, so to speak. You're in those woods. You're strapped in there with the harness. You've got the earpiece. You can hear everything that your guide is saying. They're taking a ton of pictures. With like you know good quality camera and you're getting all those pictures for free. In the yeah, middle, that's there's what Kevin got, and I mean the pictures were fantastic. Like oh, yeah. Kevin's is his profile picture. Yeah, they and they had the best time. They're taking pictures of you too, so right. They're going to take a picture of you crossing the crocodile enclosure with the, the gear on, so you can post that on your you know your Insta pages or whatever, and people will think you're in Africa. I mean, like, I'm serious. And I, I, I did that. Really? I did that. And people thought I was, you know, I did some kind of like, you know, real expensive African safari. Like, no, it's just in central Florida. Um, I, personally, I would do wild Africa because you're, you're getting more of a hands-on. This Saver Savannah thing is, is a nighttime safari, which you can do anyway at Animal Kingdom now. They have nighttime safaris in the regular Kilimanjaro safari site. And then they're adding on the meal, which... You know, it's fine. That that's that works. 
If you're well, it really- sounds more like one is for more of an active experience and the other is just kind of like a relaxing, almost like a, you know, a fun date night exactly. thing. Yeah. I guess it depends upon, like, you, like you're saying, what you're, what you're looking to do. If you're looking for a quiet date night thing, right. say with Savannah. If you're looking for, well, it says here, we'll interface your fears if necessary. I, I would necessarily face my fear for that. I really yeah. would. Dizzy, they're gonna they're gonna keep you safe. I'm telling you. Adam, what? How much was the Wild Africa track again? And what's the age limit? Wild Wild Africa ranges. They they charge you. Um, I don't know how it works, but I don't know what's more expensive, morning or evening, or not evening, morning, morning or afternoon. Morning tends to cost more because it's not as hot and it's cooler. Oh. Um, a good indicator of the popularity is that you can often get annual pass discounts starting that's in the right. afternoon and later. Yeah, so. that's right. Because I remember when I booked yeah. it, I did an earlier one and there was no discount. And, yep, yeah. Exactly. So uh, yeah, the price is 189 at 249. Yeah, uh, I think it's even more like during the holidays because I because we're going down there Christmas week, and I thought, well, you know, it's going to be super busy, so I'm going to do some tours, and I I actually priced it out, and it was really expensive. And, and, um, and that does include tax too. I'm sorry. Yeah, and and interestingly enough, they had AP discounts out for that week, but they were still really expensive. We're we're not doing them, um, but. Uh, yeah, and just to answer Liza's question, uh, you have to be at least eight years old and 48 inches tall, and you have to be between 45 and 300 pounds with the gear on. The gear is probably 10, 15 pounds maybe, and they they do weigh you. Uh, they're not doing they're not weighing you in public, but they're they are weighing you to make sure that you fall within that certain um, parameters. That's not great. <laughs> not in public. Nobody else knows, but. Just some smirky guy standing there going, mm-hmm, okay, Chris Wood. And there are certain, like, rules of what you can and cannot wear. And, you, you know, you, your travel agent can, you know, help you out with that stuff. Well, yeah, yeah I mean, you got to kind of figure what you're doing. So you're not going to be wearing uh, certain outfits and heels. Kevin, Kevin and Thomas loved it. Kevin is one of those people, he is not, like, I could make this elaborate meal and I'd be, How's, how, how was that? He'd be like, pretty good like everything is just pretty good with kevin but the wild africa track he loved it so mm. if that gives you an indication i would love to do that with ava some, yeah one of, my, one of my daughters i would love to do that with her and then um do something else with the other one but uh just to have a special time so that's something worth looking into that's really cool yeah and like i said you can get that ap discount so mm-hmm. and that's for your whole group so like if you're, you know, the only one in the party that has it, you can apply it to the people who are going with you. So that's nice. Yeah. Okay. Here's our next question. It's actually Tony's wife, Cheryl. Hi, Cheryl. And, yeah. And I feel like we should have Tony here to ask, answer it, but that's okay. That's all right. Um, we don't want to, we don't want to. She's probably um, heard Tony's answer. She hasn't she, heard you know our what? answer. That is a good point, actually. Because, <laughs> I mean, of course, right? Okay. All right. So Cheryl asks, since opening day of Rise of the Resistance, it has only been increasing in popularity. The boarding groups are being completely filled earlier and earlier in the day. Because of that, people are lining up earlier and earlier. How long do you think they're going to keep the boarding group plan in action? And do you think they will change it in any way? Or do you think the only way to get on Rise of the Resistance in February will be to show up at the park at 5 a.m.? Let me tell you. 
I, if I knew the answer to this, I would be the best travel agent on the planet or a travel agent with really good intel, (laughs) which I do not have necessarily. Um, Not regarding this, at least. I, I think that, I think if they don't add fast passes soon, this is going to get bad. So what's going on right now is you get to the park and you wait and then you get into the park and you pull out your, your app you have, and somebody told me they, it took them three minutes after getting into the park for the app to kind of register that they were there. You can't do it in your hotel room. You got to be in the park. Yeah. Um, and you just go ahead and you get a boarding group. And then when your boarding group time comes up, you go and you wait with that group. So what we're seeing is people getting there, leaving, you know, going to the parks at five, waiting a while to get into the park, then getting on their phone, getting in their boarding group, and then, you know, um, still, you know, maybe getting on in a few hours or in the boarding groups fill up by like eight or nine o'clock. So if you're not in the park early, you're not getting on there on the ride later in the day. It's not like you can do standby. So yeah, it's not great. You know, it's interesting because with Millennium Falcon, they had started it that way too. They only did it the first six hours, basically. I mean, like literally they had it in place and, you know, Liza and I were both there and, and, you know, what really by within six hours of the park opening, they never did it again. So, yeah. And they had it in place in, in Walt or in Disneyland as well. And the same thing happened. They didn't have to use it. Unfortunately, they're looking like, you know. Well, it's a different experience, though. And this thing, it's like a 30-minute experience. I mean, so it's going to, it takes a while anyway to get through it. And then maybe it's not working as smoothly or there's some kinks still to work out on it. Because it's not running very much capacity at all. And that's the problem that they're having right now is, like, they're not having a lot of people going through it. Like, Like, they're going to eventually, hopefully. I think it's a capacity issue. And how- well, because they've had some breakdowns, right? Yeah, like, you know, some little things, but it's not, yeah, they're not pushing the amount of people through that they, they can do because I guess they're working it out. But oh, they okay. better do fast passes because Hollywood Studios fast pass tiers right now, it's just awful. Yeah. It is so hard to tour that park right now and get a lot of the headliners done because you have to make serious decisions there do I want to do a and b do I want to do c and d I mean you have to choose because you can't do it all in that park right now I'm kind of curious to see how that is affecting lines and wait times in other parks like is flight of passage is the wait time lower because everyone's over at galaxy's edge Ooh, I hope so yeah that would be nice that would almost make it worth it to just skip rise of the resistance and go enjoy everything else yeah, no. if you didn't really care too, too much about Star Wars, or if you can't get in that first boarding group, get on there, maybe so. Well, and I mean, I think you, you know, definitely just get to a point where you're like, I'm not going to sacrifice my entire experience just so I can ride one ride. Yeah, you know, exactly. So it's a long way. And it's, it's hard to stay in Hollywood Studios all day long waiting for your you know, your boarding group. So I don't know. I'll let you guys know. I think of us, I think I'm the first one of us that'll ride it, you know. Yeah, because you're about to go down. Yeah, like in a week and a half. So um, we'll see. We'll see how that goes. Okay. All right. Well, we we did not answer that question, right? For sure. (laughs) Okay. 
All right, let's move on. So AJ asks kind of an interesting question. If you could attend any event, and I guess she's referencing like a Disney event, right? Past, present, or future, what would it be? Like, is there something that's oh. happened in the past? Like, did you want to be there for that 25th yeah. anniversary castle cake? I saw the castle okay. cake. I thought it was kind of cool. But I love cake. But I want to go back in time to Epcot. And I want to see Tapestry of Dreams Parade again. I want to watch Illuminations. And I want to ride Horizons. Now, Horizons was in my list, too. Liza. That's oh, interesting. I miss Horizons. Oh, man. That was such a great ride. Yeah. It was a good yeah. ride. I like that. Interesting. Okay. Anyone else? Liza. Yes. So, Tapestry Nations started in 1999. Mm-hmm. When did Horizons close? Well, I'm doing my dream thing. I know, but I think <laughs> you're... I don't think you're... I don't know if they overlapped. Well, regardless, it doesn't matter. That's what I want to do. Mm-hmm. He said any time in the past, present, future. Right. Exactly. That's what right. I want. Exactly. I want I all of that to happen. Multiple things. All right, Adam. Instead of um, hurting <laughs> Liza's dreams, crushing her dreams, tell us what yours is. 1955 Disneyland opening, Walt Disney uh, reading the the, uh, the dedication plaque there on Main Street. Mm-hmm. Me too. That's exactly the one I would have picked. Oh, that's nice because everybody was dressed up and it was really cute. Yeah. People were yeah. wearing pajamas in the parks. Do you know what's interesting? I know the pajamas are, are not great. Yeah. Um, but, uh, well, and they get like, all dirty. They're always like scuffling on the ground. Oh, it's not I can't good. deal yeah. with the pajama pants. No. In public. Um, the, <laughs> the other thing is... <laughs> No, the the other thing is, uh, so I was actually talking to a, a client earlier today, and she said her parents, her in laws actually, were from Orange County. They were raised there, and they used to go to date night oh, back, you the know, the fifties and sixties. And I'm like, how cute is that? So cute. Oh, yeah, man. and kept, my husband's parents did that too because they went to school. He went to um, Cal Poly. And uh, that's where they met, and they would do it too. And it's just so charming, you know. Yeah. I would have loved to have been there back then, I think. It would have been a big deal. You know, you go there, you get some like interesting food that you might not normally eat. And I don't know, it just must have been very exciting. But so. I will say, we've come a long way with the characters. They were creepy looking, I'm not wow, gonna lie. Wow, I mean. Yeah, but they didn't know any better. But man, when you look at pictures of those characters walking around, you're like, "Woo!" I mean, you know, I, there's I, like I a lot of things from back in that day that just would never have fl- flown nowadays. The bra store. The bra store. They had a lingerie shop on Main Street. Yeah, what? Did. Yes, they did. That's brilliant, actually. You know, say you're out and something just <laughs> I need a brazier right uh, now. My <laughs> underwire just poked me. Ow. I think I'll get a new bra. They sell oh, across so your heart yet? I, I, what is it? Why was there a lingerie store on? Oh, yeah, I didn't weird. even know about this. You didn't know no about idea. the lingerie store? No, 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 no idea. Yeah. I, strangest thing i've ever heard they, my parents are probably covering my eyes as we walk by don't look don't look <laughs> did, 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 
Disneyland, yeah, because they needed sponsors, and that was one of the people willing to sponsor <laughs> the park and to, to provide money for the building of the park. So they had leases. There's all there were like Sunkist, who was eventually bought by. It has uh, nothing to do with bras, though. Coca Cola. Well, no, but That's like Sunkist, well, soda, and the same thing. They had a uh, they had a store. The same thing with the glass. Who's the glass people on Main Street? Um. The glass blowers, Arebas, right? Isn't that what it's? Yeah. That that's an outside company that that still has a lease in uh, on Main Street. You, this so okay, much better me... than just a lingerie store because the guy was the Wizard of Bras. The Wizard of Bras. Yeah. That's what I was going to tell you. It was called the Wizard of Bras. And it, it was says in... intimate apparel. Brasiers and torcelettes. Adam, I Ew. believe torcelettes are for the gentlemen. Where was this exactly? On Main it Street. says as you walk up Main Street, Where? look to your right after Grandma's Baby Shop, which I didn't know they sold babies in the in the park. <laughs> they but sold you know, hey, the adoption was not as complicated. You just went and bought a baby. <laughs> oh, goody! I'll have the fat one. Well, um, yeah. <laughs> this is so bizarre. Okay. I mean, you know what? Sometimes you really think you need that. Vasserette bra. <laughs> yeah. That's what they sold, apparently. Still uh, giggling at Cross Your Heart. Why is it you make me laugh? The Cross Your Heart. I, I don't remember. <laughs> I just I just remember thinking, like, oh, okay. I don't it was know. called. I think it wasn't called the Wizard of Bras. I think it was called the Intimate Apparel Shop. Uh, so Walt was could look out from his apartment the at the lingerie store. That's not mm. right. Oh, Why, yeah, baby. <laughs> Look at her. She just bought a bra. She hey. goes in and she came out more supported. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> no, if, I mean, you if, know. If says here, if hubby is shy, watch him at the Main Street corset shop. Well, okay, you, sometimes these men, and they eat a lot of food, and you might need to, like, taper it in there. So you just go get a little corset. Yeah. Or maybe they the, did that back then. They had all those weird machines and contraptions that they thought was going to help you lose weight. Maybe they thought if you put, like, some spanks around your middle. Wizard of Bras, I've always known this. I remember finding this out in, like, middle school or something, and just, I never forgot it, and I always thought... That's so weird. That, that is a- like the best thing ever. And it's incredibly random. But it wasn't called the Wizard of Bras. It was called the Intimate Apparel Shop. So that well, makes me feel better. I guess the guy that owned it was like he was like the, the Wizard of Bras. The bra wizard. Like he was like, wow. yes, I know how to do this. Bras. Wow. Did you know that Pleasure Island had a lingerie store called jessica's where they sold silky undies like jessica rabbit yes yeah yeah wow just the last thing i want to do is buy underwear at disneyland although i'm gonna tell you something how many times have you just run out of stuff at disney and thought i i need some new underwear all i can get are these princess underwear which i do not object they don't to have your size though like they don't have my like they only have kid sizes oh no they have adult princess underwear they have i've adult seen them underoos? i've yeah. well they had princesses on them yeah really? i almost bought a pair where 
They were in the shop on Main Street. I'm not kidding you. It was several years ago. I needed some underwear, and they had them. I want and I th- that. No, I didn't buy them because they didn't look that comfortable. Uh, but, yeah. Okay. Well, I, I mean, or what about, like, you're, like, sweating really bad. It would be nice to change this bra. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Just walk into a shop. Yeah. I would like to see the Wizard of Bras. And how do you become the person who has the chutzpah? To call himself the Wizard of Bras. Oh, because you know he had an inflated ego. He probably did. Hello, ladies. It's me, the Wizard of Bras. May I help you? This is a premium outlet right here, ladies. Step aside. (laughs) Step aside. I do not want to buy my bras from a man. I'm just going to be perfectly honest. I know. He doesn't understand what we go through. He does not. And if you've ever been fitted for a bra, you definitely don't want the Wizard of Bras doing that. No. So, okay. Walt Disney, you this is some messed up stuff. Walt <laughs> Disney sitting there looking out that window going, hmm. Adam wants to so... go back then so he can go in the Wizard of Bras. <laughs> he does. He wants to get a torselette. How do you spell that? Uh, T-O-R-S-O-L-A-T-T-E. He's Googling it. Of course he's Googling <laughs> no, it. No, men can't wear that. Why not? Uh, oh, okay, maybe not. That's not what I thought it oh, was. Oh, never mind. <laughs> I thought it was one of those. Do you ever watch, remember the old Mommy. Star Trek? You would see like um, Captain Kirk on there and he would so obviously have a girdle on. Really? That's what I thought it was. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm going to have to go back and check this out. Captain Kirk for a girl. <laughs> okay. All right. Now that we've, Okay, that is one of the more interesting digressions we've had on this show. Let's bring it back around. This is something useful. And Andy is asking, I've never gone with kids before. Andy, good for you. How is Disney with the child swaps, specifically for the Star Wars Galaxy's Edge rides? Okay, I'm going to send this over to Liza. Yes, because I'm practically a child swap expert going with my niece, Sailor. Oh. Am I calling her out? Should I not say? Oh um, no! Is no, Sailor a child who does not? Sailor does not listen to the show. Let's be honest. She actually loves the little song that I had made by <laughs> oh. Cookie. She has yeah. to listen to it every time she gets in my car. Anyway, that's adorable. <laughs> she knows all the words. Um, so what we would do? Because she's scared of all the rides. And okay. she only wants to do character stuff. So what you do is you go to the fast pass line and you tell them at the front of the line, you say, I want to do child swap. And so what they tell you is they say, okay, who's all going to ride and who's staying behind. And one of you stays behind with the child. So if you don't have a fast pass, you go through the regular line. And if you have a fast pass, you go through the fast pass line. So what you do is you either wait in your line with everybody while the other person waits outside of the attraction with a child and then everybody rides the ride or you go to the fast pass so then after you ride the ride you exit the the line and then you find the people that are waiting and then you just swap out and three of you can go back with the person that didn't ride it while the other somebody else up to three people waits with the child and then you go through the fast pass line the second time so you don't have to wait in the regular line when you rewrite the attraction and three people can go with you the person that waited with the kid wait a minute so not just the so the person who waited can bring three other people with her yes 
And it could be people that just got off the ride and want to ride it again. Why did they do it that way? I don't know. Because when we rode Flight of Passage, Sailor didn't want to ride it. So, and we, well, this was with a lot of rides, honestly. So I'm real familiar with this system. So they told us only, there was more than three of us that rode it. But they said only three of you can go when you swap out. The other ones had to stay back with, I had to stay back with my niece. So I stayed, we stayed back with her and then the other people rode it. You know, and not the whole party can't do it again. They only allow a certain amount of people, probably just because they don't want people abusing it or something. I'm not really sure. But they must want you to be able to not, they, they, you don't want, they don't want you to have to ride alone, I guess, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you want to experience that attraction with your family too, right. you know? And it would kind of stink because then you would be the one that had to wait back. And now I'm just walking in alone, you know? And then every time you would probably have to ride the ride alone or somebody is. And so yeah. that's, it's good that they do it like that. And they do limit it, the number of people that can re-ride, but it's still okay. I mean, it's still okay. I think at Universal, though, everybody can re-ride. I'm not, I'm pretty sure there's not a limit to it. Um, and Universal is different in the fact that they have that special room and you're not waiting outside, which I do like that. But, but okay. Disney's pretty good. So can I wait? Can I just recap so I can understand this more clearly? Because this has always confused me. Okay, so if... Billy and I have our two sons and we want to take the older one on, let's say, Flights of Passage. So I take and we have a fast pass. So I can take the the older one. I can get on flight Flights of Passage on the fast pass line. He stays back with my little guy. And then when I get off, he can take Sammy. He can take my big guy and go on the fast pass line and Sammy can ride again. Is that, that is actually true, yeah. Yeah, so if you have the family of four and two of you are staying behind and the dad and the other one goes and rides it, they're waiting in regular line, they have to wait the whole time while you're waiting out there. If you have a fast pass, he can go through the fast pass line. Either way, when they come back out and you swap and dad waits with the little one and you go with the older kid, you go directly through the fast pass line. Wow. Even if they don't have a fast pass? The second time when they rewrite, you go through the fast pass line. You do not have to wait even without a fast pass. Okay, that's brilliant. Her second part of her question, she does ask about specifically Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. And of course, it's going to work the same way. And the good news about Rise of the Resistance is by the time you get through your boarding group, the kid will be old enough to ride. So, <laughs> you know, that shouldn't be an issue. Okay. Well, thanks for explaining that. Cause I think a lot of us, you know, it is very confusing. And one of the things that adds to the confusion is a lot of times you will have different answers from different cast members. Some of them are extremely lenient um, and others are more by the book. So. Yeah. Maybe somebody would let more than three people ride the second yeah. time. And it might depend on the attraction too. Cause you're talking flight of passage. Um, right. They're going to limit that you know but small world they might be like whatever yeah okay last question and this is jen she says what is the best disneyland exclusive ride and she's been to world and to land and she's going back in the spring and she just wants to know what's going to be the best she's got two two two-year-olds a five-year-old and an infant so keep that in mind with a five-year-old and a two-year-old and an infant yeah is that what we're factoring in because my best disneyland themed attraction specific attraction would hands down be indiana jones if you're talking about disneyland 
Okay, that's a really good one. But yeah. they can't ride that because no. the, you've got to be. Um, let me see. The height is it's higher. They they're not going to be. Well, and it's a it's an intense ride. It is intense. Yeah, yes. two year olds are going. Yeah, two year old yeah. cannot ride it. I've got. I think the best one. What? what? Storybook Land Canal Boats. Oh, jeez. Oh, my God. It's <laughs> awful. What is what? wrong with you? You for, you need therapy. For a five-year-old, a two-year-old, a six-month-old? No, I know what it even is. The t- even the baby's going to be rolling her eyes. Look, Monsters, oh. Inc., Mike and Sully to the rescue. Yeah, 100%. It is adorable. Mm. If, if you're just talking about Disneyland exclusive, I think that's one... Obviously, Radiator Springs Racer. Maybe the little if ones can't go on it. Us. Obviously, but um, the five-year-old certainly can, and it's going to blow his mind. Um, you know, a little younger, they can do uh, Mater Junker Jamboree, which is ridiculously cute. Yeah, it's funny. If yeah. you guys had to say, what is the best Disneyland exclusive ride? Just not taking any ages into consideration, what would it be? Indiana Jones. Indiana Jones. What about you, Adam? Yeah, it's Indiana Jones. Okay. What about you, Crystal? Yeah, actually, Indiana Jones. Okay. That's crazy because I would go with Radiator Springs Racers because you've got fantastic theming. I mean, you don't even have to go on that attraction. You just stand outside and enjoy it. It's stunningly beautiful. The line in Indiana Jones is cool theming. I love the line in there. I love the feel of all that bamboo. And it looks like, you know, you got the 40s music playing. And um, it is actually 46 inches tall. That's how tall you you have to be for that. That's crazy to me, but... You know what, though? It's just, it's the same track as they have at on Dinosaur at Animal Kingdom. So I think, for me, that wouldn't be my choice, I guess. Although, it's better theming, of course. And everyone says it's not as jerky as Dinosaur. Mm, I so. don't know. I mean, it was still kind of jerky the last time I wrote it. But um, it's a must-do for me every time I go in that park. And I yeah. I love it. I wish they would put it in Disney World. I wouldn't even care if they duplicated it or made it, maybe uh-huh. just refurbished it a little bit, but spruce it up. It needs a sprinkling of refurbishment. I, ne- I need to get you out there. We need to be out there to uh, check it out together. It's so good. I love that ride. Yeah. Okay. This is actually the final one. We, we almost missed this one. Peter asks, if Goofy and Pluto are both dogs, why can Goofy talk and drive a car and Pluto can't? Well, that answer is simple. Different dogs have different abilities, of course. Ah. I guess that's true. But, I mean, well, I thought for the longest time Goofy was a cow because Clarabelle's a cow. And I feel like they look pretty similar. Right. Um, That's a really good point. dating Goofy? I don't know. She's um, so after him. She has no pride. Every time yeah. I see her acting <laughs> up, I'm like, I'm like, come on, get a grip, lady. Yeah, she's that's like, pride. she's got the hots for Ooh. Goofy. I think nobody's hot, you know, hot to trot for old she's Pluto. Always had the the hots for Goofy, no question. Yeah, it's always been such a debate on whether Goofy was a cow or a dog. You know, I think the consensus is he is a dog, but a dog. yeah, I know it's just so bizarre the i've never seen a dog that looked like that um pluto i can see being a dog you know i mean you know what i've never seen um you know a human that looked like jessica rabbit either but um, i'm working with it i've been watching watch 
There's people Watched. Oh. that are trying to look like that. I'm just saying yeah. they're bringing in cardboard cutouts. They're like, I want to look are like this. Really? Oh yeah, they're doing crazy. People that. are people are crazy. Anyway, but really I I think Goofy. And you know what else? It's kind of sad because Pluto has to wear a collar, and he's just huffing and puffing around. And Goofy's not wearing a collar. He's not even owned by anybody. So I guess he's just you know roaming the streets. Maybe he's like a you know, like a tramp, like the tramp dog. He Maybe he's be. a hybrid. Maybe he's a hybrid. A hybrid. He's like <laughs> a mix between a human and a and a dog. <laughs> like, I don't think anyone ever pretends that uh, Goofy is smart. You know, I mean, he's kind of a dumb dog. He's kind of goofy. Yeah. Well, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of disturbing. I don't know. All right. Well, on that note, I think we'll never really know. We'll never know. I'll never know what Clarabelle Cow sees in him. Frankly, I think she could do better. I think they have the same teeth. I love her. She's actually one of my favorite characters. I know. You just like her voice. I do. I do. (laughs) She has a candy kitchen. You know, she makes candy. She's got her little float that she's on she's quite lovely um okay all right i want to thank all of you for staying up late and recording this show especially two weeks before christmas things are a little crazy right now thanks everyone for listening you can follow us on instagram twitter and of course we have a facebook group where we'd love to just hang out and chat about disney and things like you know the wizard of bras which frankly is a whole new world for me i'm very excited about it um, if you're planning a trip, head on over to MainStreetAndMoreTravel.com. We would love to help you. Our services are free, and all of these agents are available to help you, and they're great. So take care. Bye. 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 I would like to see somebody who got a wizard of